Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. Taping the show early, so quarter ending. Big deal, by the way, because uh, quarter end is usually um, soft. To lower, okay, uh, typically, and then you've got the first of the month. And no kidding, after the quarter comes the next month, and that's the first of the month. But it's usually a jumper trade, right? And the jumper trade, if you don't know, is a lot of institutional money gets put to work on the, in the first three days of the month, and that starts obviously the first uh, or whatever the first trading day of the month. It just happens to be a Friday. This is going to be a really interesting uh, end of quarter. So I've got a lot of things I want to cover today, but first I want to jump right into trading. Then I've got some fraud to bring you, okay? Then I've got, uh, there's a new candidate that's going to be running for president. I want to talk about that and its effect on the markets. I want to talk about um, what I think is about to happen uh, with the Fed. And then uh, we'll get into the normal uh, Hunter. I think this week, let's do it this way. Normally, it's the way, it's not the way I'm about to describe. We're going to do it this way, though. Hunter's going to give you all the stocks going up on next Tuesday, Okay. <laughs> Alex is going to give Wednesday. you all, no. Well, Alex is going to give you the same stocks, but they're going to go down Wednesday. So he's going to tell you which ones to hold on to, which ones to sell, and then Don's going to come in and clean it up and tell you when to really buy and when to really sell. Them. So okay. we'll do it that way today. Okay? okay, that that way I think works. But before we start, Daniel, before I get into the actual trade, because I want to talk to you about something about uh, this IPO club that I've got going on. I think look at your screen, Daniel. Have you seen this? Um, this this is this is where we're at right now, right? <laughs> All right, hold on. For, for audio only listeners, can you describe this? I think you should. The voice, the yeah, narrator. Sure. Okay, so so you've got a, you've got that like uh, sock puppet monkey meme. <laughs> sock, is that what it is? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. television show. That's a pretty good description. Meme. Yeah, of a monkey kind of looking 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 back off to, to, in the distance, like he then, just farted in church. Yes, and then straight ahead as if he's done something horribly wrong. And the meme caption at the top says, five year old. I wish I had give I, I had infinity dollars to give people, and and me would say that would wreck the economy. And the Federal Reserve is the monkey." looking suspicious and looking like something's incredibly wrong here. And that's where we're at. We're going to come back to this cartoon because this cartoon encapsulates a hell of a lot what took place this week. And we'll get to that. But real quick. So Danny, IPO Club is interesting to me because I, I, uh, it's just a group on Twitter. If you want on Twitter uh, in the IPO Club, it, it, this is not a service. It's just a, a group, an amalgamation of people that have come together because they like to talk stocks during the day in markets and they build upon the things we discuss in the videos five minutes a week. You can find them on our YouTube channel. Alex, YouTube channel. What do you do there? Yep. Type in Revere Asset in the search engine and then make sure uh, you press the big red button, subscribe. 
Yep. Uh, like the videos and there's a little bell notification you can put on your phone. So when we do upload a video, you'll get notified. Yeah. So we post our videos uh, to our website. Uh, you can get an email directly to you. If you subscribe, we don't spam you. You'll literally just get our emails and then uh, the YouTube channel. So you get, you get a notification every time we post a new video and they just build upon what we're talking about in our videos. You know, like, Hey, this took place today. Look for this tomorrow. It's not a recap of what took place. It's, Hey, this is what we think is trans going to transcribe moving forward. And here's how we'll adjust our plan if it does or does not happen. And so uh, a lot of folks have the IPO club. I may, when I say a lot of folks, the IPO club is not this huge group. It's just a small group of people, small knit group of people. Anyone can, is welcome to join Klein or not. Uh, find me at, on Twitter at TJ Razor and I'll introduce you to Mark from Buffalo and Captain Dan and the whole cast of characters. It does sound like a cast of characters, Mark from Buffalo, Captain Dan. Now, now we've got Lake Lee just joined uh, Laker 99, you know, so interesting people uh, with titles. Anyway, so they uh, are really into, and I don't mean this, um, this is not braggadocious, but, but they're into this probabilistic way of trading because every one of them has gotten burned with uh, CNBC personality coming on TV and, and buying and holding or Hey, or or uh, giving them these. Touting a stock. Oh my God! The institutional high five. Pump it down. You you should be buying PayPal here. And like PayPal is in clear distribution right now, and so uh, they're literally selling you their garbage. And so um, the way to look at this, and we get a bunch of new viewers to to the channels um, every week, and I want to just point this out. Look, you don't have to guess. Okay, um, it's a. I know I'm very fond of saying it's a market and anything can happen, but I also believe in a probabilistic way of trading that, uh, which, which means that you, you, you manage your trades in a way that when you hit certain levels, you can visually see that things are getting a little extended. So you want to maybe take, if you're not just this buy and holder, right? Or this dollar cost averager, which by the way, nobody begrudge, begrudges unless you're fraudulent how you make money. So if you make money buying and holding, you make money dollar cost averaging, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely happy for you. So let me just say that first, because part of this, my problem with uh, FinTwit is the zero sum mentality of FinTwit, meaning financial Twitter, meaning that uh, you got to make money this way. You're wearing a purple shirt and tan slacks and like, that's Danny's outfit right now. And like, you know, you don't. That's maroon. That's maroon? Yeah. Well, that's perfect. Hold on. You're colorblind. <laughs> that's not true. I'm not colorblind. That shirt is not. What yeah, color is that shirt? Or not? What color? What color is that shirt? Zach, oh, is that maroon or not? <laughs> Give me I'd maroon. say plum. That's not maroon. That's not maroon. Oh, come on! It's a you deep know what maroon. I would say? What's that? It's Barney is a dinosaur from our imagination. <laughs> And he did have trouble with his little T-Rex arms reaching something on the desk here about two minutes ago. You notice how Tim caught on to that song right away? That's in Tim's head every day now. That's true. I got a it's lot Tim. of those songs on it. Through my head. It's blippy right now. I um, love you. <laughs> Barney's still around? No, they killed him. He Did they really? He went extinct. <laughs> you, know, you know, for a while. He went was, extinct. For, he went extinct. Fun fact, for a while, I was doing a show with one of the former uh, Barney guys. Acted in a... It's cool. Yeah. He had like guests on from the show and other people who did the, yeah, he wore the suit. He's the Barney dude. Wow. Wow. Actually, an interesting guy. Yeah. A guy named uh, Kerry Stinson. Kerry Stinson. Yeah. Kerry Stinson with the small world. He's factor. a photographer now. Yeah. He played Barney for like 
15 years. You think that's how he picks up people? Like A hundred percent. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You know what? I <laughs> hey, used, babe. I was absolutely. I used to be a line. dinosaur. You used to watch me on TV, kid. Yeah. <laughs> when you were little, I was watching you. That's right. That yeah. is creepy. That I'm, is I was something I would probably never say. Be now. my friend. Yeah. Would you want to be my, oh my God, is that his pickup line? Do you want to be my friend? Imagine, oh imagine my the gosh. Ball. What are the Barney pickup lines? Anyway. Screw trading. Let's do that. <laughs> Danny, let's do that. No, show. Let's go no, back no, to trading. Yeah. Let's go Summer. back to trading because I have no idea where you're going to go. <laughs> Barney, sure. Barney pickup lines. Yeah, I love you. That's, you why, love me. Yeah, that's oh. why we got to keep going to trading. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so look, the, this is a weekly ATR chart of the Nasdaq, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But I just want to, I want to highlight this because they're like right now the markets are only like three to four percent off their highs. This is not bad. Uh, the fangers, uh, the, the the leading market stocks like the, the Tesla's, the fangers, you know, they're they're off maybe four to five percent. This is not awful. This is not bad. Like this is just normal, right? right? And so, but we were joking around on the Twitter, uh, no, on the text machine. Markets in turmoil. Like I think someone, I think that was us, guy. Were we joking about that? Markets in turmoil. Or was that on Twitter? That might have been on Twitter. I think we were. I think. Oh, we were, were we? The CNB, yeah. The CNBC special. Uh, yeah, oh, yes. That, like, which would, would indicate the bottom is in. And so, but there's a probabilistic way of doing things. And I, what I want to point out to you here is that it's not, it, 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 you, it's not a zero-sum mentality. Like, here's October of 20, right? And you have this huge run-up. And I'm always fond of saying, look, you get to that second, third ATR on a daily chart. You got to look for something to pull back here. Like it, you want to be looking for, but look at this. This is a weekly chart, Danny, and it just keeps going up week after week after week. And then it, and then it gives it, oh, this is the start of the pandemic, gives it all back, right? You got up to just about within, you know, this is good enough for government work right here, the third HR, and you've done what? You've pulled back to the weekly mean. That's not really that big of a pullback either, by the way. Like the last time that you got up to that third HR, you pulled back 14%, high to low. Mm -hmm. We're at 4% right now. This, my friends, is not bad. Another 10%, and you will probably see markets in turmoil. And, and Jesus, I mean, we're only 14%, you know, maybe 15% off the top. If we even get there, if we even get there. And so what would a probabilistic mindset have you doing? Because a lot of people, I believe, not, not IPO club, but the way the discussion was flowing, it made me think of this. You get quite flat-footed, right? And like. Look, the, on weekly charts, these things aren't bad. But somebody bought, and I'm just going to use PayPal. It, it, PayPal's not a bad. Somebody bought PayPal at 310, right? And now it's you know it, it's down here, uh, fifty some dollars off the high, and that doesn't feel good. Well, PayPal's not going out of business, yeah. But you, if you give the choice to somebody, would you like to buy a stock and have it go down fifty dollars, no matter what the percentage is? Or would you rather just have a trade kind of sideways or go up? They're always taking the other choice, right? So how do you prevent that kind of, that kind of flat-footedness, right? If you're someone who would rather actively manage your investments or trades and not just dollar cost average or buy and hold, how would you do that? And it really is, to me, uh, these ATR charts. And so you don't have to sell everything. Like you don't. You don't, well, you don't have to do anything really, but you don't have to, you, you, being aware is like half the battle here and taking half off or taking a quarter off or harvesting some level of profit that doesn't have you anxious that this is the big one. Because what happens is 
the pandemic was the big one. Like people, people like to talk about 2008. 2008 had its moments into 2009, but it wasn't like this 40% drop tomorrow. It just, it just well, it took a little longer. It took uh, a like it was brewing three or four months longer, and not then, too much longer. And then it, September came. Uh, do you remember the 21st night of September? Earth, wind, and fire. It was only nine days ago, right? It was Earth, wind, and fire day, baby. September 21st. Oh, did you listen such, to it? Oh, day? such a good day. Oh, it's banger. yeah, banger forever. And I'll tell you what, they really capitalized on that with Do you remember the 25th night of December? Yeah. Where Mary had that questionable baby. Get some mileage out of it. I say questionable because it was immaculate. Like the reception with Franco Harris. Sure. Questions were raised. Oh my gosh. That, did he really catch that ball? <laughs> I don't know. Who among us can truly say? I, I can't. Sure, certainly not me. But it lives on no, in infamy. No. Okay, so. <laughs> really? You don't think he caught the ball? Frank O'Harris didn't catch I wonder if that play would be overturned in. Uh, speaking of football, did you see the Dallas Eagles game? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You see that transition? <laughs> that, I give you that. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. I'll tell you what. Smoked the Eagles. Dak Prescott <laughs> looks great. He did look. I'll tell you what. Did you watch? I don't. Do you get HBO? Do you, do you have HBO? Uh, no. Uh, there is uh, the Hard Knocks this year. Is the Cowboys? Is it really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. And that I watched. That. I've watched with Tanya the five episodes, and uh, like it's hard. Like I'm 45 now. Mm. It's hard not to just root for people. Like I, I, like I, I know I like the Eagles, yeah. But I'm kind of rooting for people, and the, like if you know anything about like the Dak Prescott story of, uh, yeah. like well, like how like his mom and got to college and he's his great. brother, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's, he's a good dude, yeah, yeah. and um, it's hard not to root. And I was for really people. getting worried that he was her, he's going to be too injury prone and not be able to come back. And he he's looking really good right now. Hard not to root for, and I think um, Hard Knocks does a really good job of pulling out those stories. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to root for people. Like, uh, whatever, you know. So anyway, I was rooting for him. I know you were. I know <laughs> you were. Um, so look, look, look at PayPal here. So like third ATR, you're like, well, Tim, it pulls back to the weekly mean. We're still. On, oh, excuse me, the daily run daily chart. Third ATR daily chart pulls back to the mean. Yeah, but if you sold some up here at three hundred six, you can always buy back at the mean. Like you can always add back to the position. You can always, if you just blew out the position because you made your money. But buying at the third ATR, you're, you're kind of asking for trouble. And it's going to work a couple times, right? Like everyone's gotten away with something in their lives. Like, boy, I got, like, I got lucky that time. Like simple example, speeding by a cop. You know, like you didn't pull me over that time. And like, but you do it enough times, go speeding by a cop, you're going to get pulled over, right? And, and that's what happens with the markets. You do it enough times by extended, you're, you're going to get run over. and and it's that one time that wipes out like all those times that you kind of just skirted by. And so like, well, what's the answer? And that's where I think IPO club is like this aha moment for the people that come in and start, you know, uh, this is texting, uh, come in and start talking and, and having conversation around it because they've all been burned by whatever system they were employing. That's, that's why they find IPO club or why they finally, like, Hey Tim, I, I don't like Twitter, but I'll join this club, you know, because it, it, it gives you, proactiveness and the thing that keeps you in the trade the longest right because the setup might be like clearly stretched right mm -hmm. and you're like but i'm but i'm still it's green and like the biggest problem i've had like if you said tim what is the number one thing that has wrecked your trades uh over the course of your trading career and it's always it always comes back to greed 
it always comes back to trying to squeeze one more day. One of the seven deadly sins. Is greed one of the seven deadly sins? No, I just made that up. I was going to say, what well, chapter? Least, some of, <laughs> surely Don, Don, does that qualify? Don will know. It's yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Is one it's like seven chap- deadly sins. chapter yes. 23 of the book, right? Yeah. And so um, it's always greed. And because I trade options like that, that, uh, that, because I trade options like that, that extra day just wrecks your life. <laughs> Because it, like that extra day. I'm sorry, that's pretty funny. But it does. It, it, it Tim's right because the volatility of options they go down oh up so fast. They go down so much quicker. It seems like than they go up. And so I'm talking, especially if they're closer in. I'm talking from very personal experience. That's all I can do is offer you my personal experience on how like the the rules of flying. Right, like there's no rules written in the NATOPS, the the operating manual for for how you're going to. It's not the. It's not how you're going. It's not the design mechanism for the helicopter it's or, or the plane how you're going to emotionally how, ha- how, handle it how you're going to physically handle, handle it. it it's your emergency procedure and they've all been written in blood like that's the thing like all these procedures were updated and changed it's a living book because of how somebody hurt themselves or somebody else in the operation of this aircraft well that's how i've hurt myself and what led me to this probabilistic mindset is uh, the three H, like, oh, I can physically see this. Like, I'm a visual person, right? I can physically see that we are extended. But what happened, like, look at this area over here. This is the 21st, uh, 2021. Well, on that chart, PayPal's not extended anymore. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, not anymore. <laughs> but over here, over here it is. And, no, and so, I'm like, teasing. I was what, pointing when, that out. If you sell, like, at this third HR, pretend you blew out half your position, and then it goes on to go up here, you're like, man, I missed out. That's the other seven deadly sin, envy or FOMO. Like, oh, oh man, isn't FOMO? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. FOMO. FOMO is one of the yeah. fear of missing out. And so, but it's that that's greed. the eighth. Yes, the eighth. That's the eighth. Yeah, <laughs> the eighth deadly sin it is FOMO. Yeah. And so, but what happens? You get it, and it is look, it is vicious. And I, I know all. I like believe it. I got all this. And so, I think that's the allure to what we do in videos, the probabilistic nature of markets and the probabilistic nature of stocks. They're not absolutes, but I think that's what the attraction is to being in conversation with like-minded people because the conversations we're having on the videos with you, the stock nerds and market lovers, five nights a week, six nights a week, is not really being had anywhere else. I don't think so. Not in the way we present it. And that's why I tell people it takes like a month of uh, listening to the podcast and watching the videos, you know, you just catch a couple throughout the week to really figure out what it is we're doing because you're not getting that. You're getting this quasi macro thing on uh, Bloomberg. Try Bloomberg, I think, tries to be too smart, right? They're, it's clearly niche. Um, people, I think, people. If we're being honest here, I think uh, people like me, people like you try to watch Bloomberg because they think it's going to make them smarter. And quite frankly, all it does is put you to sleep. And then CNBC has a more consumer feel. It's in their name, Consumer News and Business Channel. And um, has a more... It should have marketing in their consu- name. Like CNBC feels more like USA Today as a newspaper, more color, more pictures, you know what I mean? And uh, But yet, it's still oftentimes not very helpful, right? Like markets are turmoil. No kidding. Well, you know, markets are down. Well, there's also lots of conflicts of interest. That, yeah, with it. the advertisers and everything. So this way of looking at markets through an ATR chart, that's why we share the charts with people so they can see it for themselves and help them set them up. 
whether you're a client or not. It, I think it, it, it's such a huge differentiator to what we do. It doesn't mean we're going to be right all the time. And by right, I mean like, are, are we going to sell at the perfect moment? No. Are we going to buy at the perfect moment? No. Sometimes there's runners, you know, and you got to know how to handle. There's always exceptions. But if you have rules to handle the exceptions and you have rules for basic entry and exit, that's going to make your life so much easier right now because the theories, and I'm going to cover the theories, the theories of what's happening right now in the economy and, and why it's going to hell in a handbasket are, I think, right now worse than when the market dropped last October right up to the election. Like, what does it mean, Daniel? Weekly sell-off, big sell-off. Is Trump going to win? Going to tank the economy? According to Milley, got a new China. You know, was that what the market was signaling? But thank God, Milley stepped in, right? Can we get, can we just get a general that looks like he could fight? Can we get, can I say that? Can we get a general that looks like he could hold his own in a fight somewhere? Somewhere, whether at a bar, whether it at a noodle house, whether it whether country. whether it's a daycare, he doesn't he doesn't look like kindergarten. He, he doesn't look like he could hold his own in the ball pit in the comments. And and I think that that's the kindest thing we can say about this guy right now. Let's get some people in there that at least because he's not doing the part. Let's get some people that at least look the part. At least look intimidating. I don't want to throw out that there's a height weight standard in the Marine Corps for a reason, but there's a height weight standard in the Marine Corps for a reason. I digress. So now, did I piss off any of the audience with that? Well, I, I don't really care. You speak from experience. I, mean, I do. You, you did your there's time. A, you did three tours in Iraq. You did a list. There's a reason why yeah. you don't see fat Marines in uniform. <laughs> the Marine Corps doesn't believe they can leave. It's only when they get out. Let's do some more pull-ups there. <laughs> hey, Tubby, let's do some more pull-ups. There's a height weight standard for – there's standards, Daniel. You gotta be able Buddha to pick up. Upholding you the gotta stairs. be able to pick up your part, your buddy, and carry him. Maybe you gotta pick up yourself. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I don't think Millie could run to a food truck. Only thing that dude's <laughs> running to is the free buffet, a country buffet for military <laughs> and veterans. So let's move on. So I got a bunch of Millie jokes. Lloyd Austin too. Let's not leave him out of it. It's like where, what, what is the chow like at the Pentagon that these people just balloon up? <laughs> Too much coffee. Too much, too much walking around with coffee. Not enough doing. That's uh that's uh well, I could just go on. I'm not gonna go on anymore. But I think I think a lot of people feel this way when they look at our leadership on television and go, who are we fighting looking like this? Anyway. Which brings me back to the charts. <laughs> there's a height weight standard chart in the Marine Corps, you better fit into it. And there's a, there's a height weight standard for, for your stocks, okay? And, and understanding where to maybe harvest some profits or potentially cut some losses. I think people are on that precipice, especially if we, close, if we close poorly this week. I don't know if we are, but if we close poorly, and let me show you something here, stock. I probably lost half the audience with that nonsense. Um, let me show you something here. Get to the stocks, Tim. Don't do politics. Politics is Danny's thing. I'm Danny's number one fan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've, got, I've, got, right. I've gotten yeah. that email. I've literally, the, voice, the voices I do are literally emails they, I've got. They, they, want, they, want, they want you to talk about, you and Don talk about stocks. They want the economics and politics left. Oh, you know right? what? IPO Club had, um, had someone come in and say, I want to know what Danny really thinks about monetary policy. And I'm not kidding. That was 
actually we came over the transom Ooh. this week. We'll get to that in a second, though. Okay, sure. that's on. That's on the show notes. Sure. Here's the thing: if th- this is like a shanty uh, bear flag, okay, and if this bear flag breaks, a shanty bear flag, yeah, because it's not really a bear flag. Okay, that's I just want to clarify. I want to I want to make sure your yeah. your your ver your terminology was yeah. what I thought you meant. Yeah. Okay. So kind of like we got a shanty leadership at the uh, right, right. the only the only shanty thing that's good about that is it looks like Millie head to the seafood shanty where they have all you can eat shrimp. That is a Pennsylvania staple, the seafood shanty. Not making that up. Don is in Pennsylvania, and Don might know the seafood shanty. Maybe not. I do not. Uh, okay. Uh, no. Google. Is if you're at home, PA? No, it's Eastern PA. Google, Philadelphia area. Uh, if you're at home and you want to know a little uh, Philadelphia regional history, seafood shanty. Yeah. When I, I think of Philadelphia, I think of seafood. Well, listen, I mean, maybe the Delaware River. I don't know. Look, I'm just telling you what I grew up with. Yummy shrimp from the Delaware River. (laughs) (laughs) Even Millie won't eat those. And so... Um, I got to go wash my mouth out of soap. Or vanilla. So if this little level breaks, (laughs) Millie Vanilla. Wow. Because, girl, you know it's true. China, China, China. I love you. I'm doing pelvic thrust down there. You can't see them. No, we can't. Yeah. It's so, really um, thank, it thank God. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Like, we could go on. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So the weekly charges. So you're probably going down to the 33 on the S&Ps. And that doesn't happen that often. So if you break the 21, which is that uh, on, an, on a smaller time frame, on a daily chart, it looks like that shanty bear flag. Probably going down to the 34. The last time you, you went down to the 34, Daniel? Last October. There you go. And so, um, look, you can have some really strong rallies here. So when I'm, what I'm about to say is trade your plan. That one means have a plan. And if your stops get hit, whether they're to uh, the three HRs of form of a stop, right? Like it's a profit stop, so to speak. Take, maybe you consider taking some off the table. If, if not, you know, uh, to say have a plan doesn't help. But like, just because you hit the bottom three ATR doesn't mean you buy it. Because it, it can always go lower. These are just lines on the chart. Orderly markets follow lines on the chart. When everybody rushes through the door, or everybody tries to rush the door, literally, these are just lines on the chart. Uh, yeah, basically, when you get in a rapid bear market sell-off, right. they're all just lines on the chart. They and, don't and, I, and I think that that's what's happening. Well, hold on a second. I think that potentially could be What's happening, and and so uh, that's that's something right now. Stop thirds can go do. They can turn off the show right now if they wanted to, and go execute on these charts. If you need them for think or swim, Tim at RevereAsset.com. Okay, I, I'll be more happy to send them to you or watch our videos. Right, and we've got videos on how to use these. A whole bunch of resources for you. Just hit us up. Okay, but what could be some macro level stuff driving this? And we're going to talk about dollar and talk about yield, but I. I this market is set up for the Fed that, that we have right now. This market is set up for j and the Doves. And this what market... That, what will, do you mean? I love him. Because that's a, that's, the, that's a great question. Because the Doves will cry, just like when Prince sang about them. Uh, 
Yes. Was that Don? I hope that was Don. That could have been a dove crying. Could have been Don. Could have been a a dove getting stepped on. So Jay Powell and the doves. Now, I know there's some hawkish members of the Fed, but what they do is they turn off their mics when they're speaking. So no one hears what the hawkish members of the Fed have to say. Okay. But are uh, there any left? No, we're going to get into that in a second. But um, is Esther George still there? Yes, she is. She she will ruin Kansas. I haven't City. heard her speak in a while. That's why they I turned think, off her mic. I think they got her tied up in the closet. Well, you shouldn't, Danny. Let's be real careful there. Um, even I'm telling you, be careful there. So let me just—I got some notes here. Um, uh, Senator Warren threw out the first salvo of getting uh, rid of Jay Powell. There's there's grumblings, right? Mm-hmm. Jay Powell's term is up in February. Here's what I think is going to happen. They're going to make a bigger issue of this insider trading. Uh, well, it, 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 it wasn't insider trading. It was, it was actions that don't pass the sniff test. You know, like, like don't pass muster, like calling China. And so, <laughs> and keep going, keep going. Just have China. Like when you call China, you just say, "Keep hey, going, means keep going on the stops." Oh, one stop. <laughs> Hey Siri, call China. <laughs> Calling China. <laughs> no, I don't want the China shop on Royal Lane. That is a uh, restaurant here in, uh, by the office. So the Fed is set up to have accommodative means, no matter what. Like that's what that's what Jay Powell has signaled. Jay Powell didn't expect. The insider trading thing to happen. Uh, it's not an insider trader. Um, the nefarious, the, the the actions of his Fed governors trading on action that only Jay. Oh, just buying right before they pull out right. the bazooka. Yes, and so I think that's going to people are going to. Yeah, Congress can do it legally. I mean, they're, they're, they're all yeah, they're all pointing fingers at the Fed. Are you kidding me? So, well, that's the thing. Are you kidding me? Oh, this is this is what you do. You accuse others of doing the actions you're doing. To take the heat off of you. Look, that's a that is a clearly child tactic. Hey Remy, who knocked that over? Nora. <laughs> Projection, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, dude. Great. Kids learning. And so um, the, the Congress knows what they're doing. And so they're gonna make Jay uh, the scapegoats. Jay fired. I don't care what they said. And uh, this Rosengrand, what a what a what a low life. I'm gonna leave because I'm getting a new liver. Is it a liver or a kidney? One of the two. Anytime you throw out organ damage as the reason why you're going to go, why you're leaving the job, you had no intention of leaving until until you're inside. Well, he was going to leave, but in a year from now, he, he, he was going to leave in a year. My organs are going to hold up for 364 more days, but now I've decided my organs are not going to hold up. What a low life. The very next day, uh, yeah, all, decided to leave. All too. of a sudden, my kidney—is it kidneys or liver? Someone tell me, please, because I feel. I don't feel, I, at first I feel bad. Now I don't because not brain or heart. We're sure about that. Yeah. No, well, if I only had some, like, no, he doesn't have a brain or a heart or, or if he does, he certainly doesn't have a heart. His brain is clearly intact. He knew what he was doing and he's above the law. All these people are above the law. That's the problem. They're beyond reproach. This guy is the ultimate yay for me, hell with you mentality. The ultimate eat them, let them eat cake type of individual. This is the lowest form of the lowest scum. And it, 
I, it's not illegal what he did. So there's no actions to be taken other than Jay Powell telling him, you're fired. But to release something, to, like, did he think someone was going to feel sympathy for, you know, I've been on this uh, dialysis. I'm making it up. I don't even know what the hell's wrong with me. But when they say it takes intestinal fortitude to actually exert true leadership when nobody's looking, it does. And none of these people are true leaders. None of these people have the intestinal fortitude to do the right thing when no one is looking. And well, Tim, it's not illegal. Yeah, but it doesn't pass the sniff. It doesn't pass the, do we have the same information you do? No, you're setting the gosh darn policy. But I digress. So he's gone. He's just gone. Him and Kaplan are gone. And by the way, I hope they live in exile. I hope there's an island where we send all these people and they go in exile. I have no sympathy for the devil. Don, what album was that? Uh, Rolling Stones, Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street. There you go. See? <laughs> and that's where Actually, they should it might go. Not be. It might be one of their earlier ones. Clarida. It's going to end his term in January. So here it is. Uh, Rose and Granny and Kaplan are just gone. Now. They're gone now. Quarrels. Term to end in October. Clarida. Ends in January. Powell. Last day. Unless he gets reappointed. January 31st. This is a market that's set up for this Fed. Who is good? I don't want to. I, I could make you. We could make a bunch of political jokes right now. Which I am capable of. I don't want to do it though. Because you don't know who they're going to nominate. When you start hearing names floated, just say Jay Powell is gone. Okay? Like when they start having the conversation of who would replace Jay Powell, it, which I haven't seen yet, those are specific leaks from within the White House testing the waters of who the public and Congress would accept. As the next, or they chair. want to see if they will accept. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a balloon test. Like they're going to raise a balloon, and does it does it fly or not? Trial balloon. Trial balloon. And so, which, by the way, speaking of trials, Kaplan and Rosengrand should be on one. <laughs> well, so should everybody in Congress. We'll get there. And so, what's sad about the whole thing is that? the American people put up with it. Don't demand. They they, they, do they it. can't do anything. They're helpless to. Uh, it. We, we, a, you, let's not go down that route. Hold on. You and I, at a surface level, are helpless to these shenanigans. That's you, why you, we need a convention of states and pass a law that Congress cannot pass any law on the people that they don't abide by. And IPO Club is happy. Danny is getting his, uh, his thoughts out there. I'm not being facetious. They really actually want to know. I don't know. So I, th I think that if you see the markets have a quick, quick pullback. Like a pullback last October was two weeks, right? But a swift pullback. I think the the real underlying reason is the unknown of January. Like right now, Jay Powell heard. Oh, me. I think there's some concern about China too. Well, but, but there's other. I mean, there's the, a few things underneath this. Hood. I think it's the Fed dictate. If the Fed, if they appoint somebody to tighten monetary policy, oh, God, they're gonna they're, look. They're looking for what, a dove. They're looking for. They're gonna pack. Does Elizabeth Dove? Is Elizabeth Dove? Does Elizabeth Warren want? Because like her statement was, and I don't know how. She's like, you've made banking unsafe, more dangerous, more dangerous or unsafe. One of those. Okay, how? Like banks have more liquidity now than they did before in two thousand eight, right? Yeah, it, but no, I, no. I don't think they get a hawk in there because 
it, the markets would get jittery. It would sell off right before the 2022 midterms. Not a chance. But that's the political suicide for the Democrats, and they're not dumb. They're not dumb. They need something to talk to their base about. Well, they can still they can still spin it. I'm just saying. And so, and right there. By so, the way, I'm not I'm not no. a homer for either party. I no, think no, both and, much and so that's the what we just did right there. The, and I and I say this uh, not meanly. The pointless discussion of it. It's not that we're Danny and I are going to solve it. We're not going to give you any more insight than you can develop at home. What we're telling you is that right now, if they start floating names, you're going to see the market probably get jittery because. Is it going to, even though Danny doesn't believe that they would put somebody hawkish in there, it's the possibility that they could. Oh, yeah, uncertainty. And, and, right. It's that. the uncertainty. I just don't think Biden's going to put a fight. Well, hold on. with what he wants to do. Hold on. Who's really running the country? Well. Hold on now. You're going to lead me to my next point. I know. You think Manchin's it's, got all the power. It's Joe Manchin. So, look, show notes. So, stock notes. Everything we're talking about. Uh, is in the oh did I really just use up my there it is uh, is in the show notes. Joe Manchin's literally holding up the congressional the Democrats congressionally. If you are a uh, if you are a theorist that believes Joe Biden is a one term president or not going to run in twenty twenty four, Joe Manchin's the candidate. He's running right now. Possible and. He is not going to spend this country into oblivion. He's, he's literally said, he said those words pretty much in many an article. He released a statement last night. And so who does Joe Manchin want to see as your Fed chair? People want rates raised. Even if it, even if it means they're going to hurt the economy for a little bit. This inflation that's happening right now, and look, and I, a lot of people are going to spend time on the Dollar Tree story this week, where Dollar Tree raised prices. Uh, they're not; it's not just a dollar anymore. Like Dollar Tree, but five Dollar Tree, end of an era. But 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 Family Dollar's been doing that. For, like, no, Dollar General. Pardon General. me. Yeah, Dollar oh, General yeah. and Family Dollar are both mis mistitled. Like Family Dollar is, we'll take all your family's dollars. That's what it really means. Yeah. And Dollar General is, eh, generally, it's not. That's a, it's like ten dollars right. and above. Like the store should be called ten and above. Like a general store built yeah. around the idea of a dollar. Well, you'll spend dollar bucks there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You hey, sure we'll take all your dollar bucks at Dollar General. Um, but Dollar Tree was holding the line at a dollar. It was the one dollar store. They can't do it anymore. And that inflation, the inflation you're feeling is not. That's the other big story with J-Pow. No longer is in. He's frustrated by how persistent this inflation is. It's not transitory anymore. He was, look, the word transitory propped up the markets for a while. Now, now to curry favor, like he couldn't sit in front of Congress the last two days and, and be on a panel of, I think it was the Europe, it was the Bank of England's governor. Be on a panel and just lie that this inflation is going to go away this is dollar did you guys see the reaction to dollar general stock yesterday i, I don't know if a lot of people did i i reckon everyone yeah did. i did yeah like let me show you this um so just because it might 
computer slow. Just because it might be bad for uh, the consumer doesn't mean it's bad for uh, the company. Look at that gap higher. They wow. said they're going to raise prices and the stock shot up like 16%. Well, why is that? Because they, because the market knows they're not going to have less customers. That if we are truly in this inflationary time of higher prices and um, slowing jobs, as we got a jobs report coming out next Friday. It's not tomorrow or the first. It's going to come out next Friday. If jobs continue to slow, and and uh, then a week later you get inflation numbers, and wages can't keep up with inflation, which they haven't been. Is a problem. Dollar General is going to get their customers. They just increase their bottom line by raising prices. Well, and you know there's inflation if the value stores are raising prices. Right. Those are the ones that are holding, the, trying yeah. to hold the line. And people keep saying, "Well, if we just need," there's like Hunter, Alex, Don. Is anyone? It's like, is it five hundred thousand or five? It's got to be five hundred thousand containers floating off the port of LA. Bunch of yeah, I saw it's, that. All yeah. those uh, cargo ships. I, yeah, I can't remember how many containers it is, but it, it's it's a it's a ton. And like rush hour. Yeah, and if, well, if we just up. had truck drivers to get them off, we just it's always if it's always if it's always if we if only we could get the product out of China. If only if I think what you're about to see here is it's going to be a. Disastrous is too strong of a word. It's a perfect storm. Shipping in this holiday season is going to be the worst. People aren't going to get whatever they've ordered, their gifts. It, it's going to be like plane. You remember that movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with Steve Martin and, yeah. Steve Martin and um, John Candy? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's go that's going to be like packages this year. <laughs> Just cannot get to just, where you need to go. Just can't get to where you want to go. Can't get home to Chicago. Literally, it's going to be UPS drivers throwing packages off the interstate going, you're going to Sheboygan? I got one. And they're going to open the sunroof and throw it down. Like, like that's, what's, that's what's going to happen this year. Yeah. And you're going to order something and you're never going to get it. And you're going to, and you're going to see this all unfold on Facebook where that's where people go to Kvetch. And it's all going to unfold and it's all going to be anecdotal. And, but it's going to show up in the stock. And I think that you're going to see a small renaissance in uh, American production, things produced here, things sold locally. I think you're going to see that this year. But I digress because we, uh, we probably should might maybe make fun of General Milley a little bit more or get to some other points. That mansion's running. Dollar Tree's raising their prices. And like all jokes aside, Dollar Tree is going to get their customers. There's a group that's going to shop there no matter what. I mean, come on. The decorations are like a buck. Well, now they're a buck and a quarter. Buck, <laughs> buck 50. But they're still relatively inexpensive compared to the Kroger. Even the Kroger. Percentage-wise, Hunter, what is a 25-cent and 50-cent increase percentage-wise on a dollar? Do, let's do that math for 25 people. 25 to 50%. 25 to 50%. Yep. So Dollar Tree literally raise their prices 25 or 50%. Well, it's also, you don't have, I mean, can you think of one restaurant that still has a dollar menu? Because I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, they, they call it the dollar menu because it's a cut. 
like McDonald's still calls it's it the value. Now. It's the value, value now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so 129, 169, that's all it is now. And and so what's interesting though, and let me just come here because Daniel will have some thoughts on this too. What's interesting is um gold is not your friend right now. Gold is hasn't been your safe harbor. What? And so here's gold is always your friend. Um <laughs> if you're looking for a, a friend in me, may I suggest Woody? Ooh. Or Buzz. All right. Or uh Norm. No, no, not Norm. Uh who who played the mailman on Cheers? Cliff. Cliff. Cliff in Toy Story. Who is Cliff? Is it Mr. Potato? You're thinking no. John Ratzenberger. Yeah, John uh, Ratzenberger. Pig. Is he the pig? He's the pig. Hmm. Yeah. He's in all the Pixar films. Yeah, John Ratzenberger. That's some good acting. Voice acting. He's on it. Vern Lundquist should switch to voice acting. <laughs> I, I, I only said that because Mark from Buffalo. I made fun of Vern Lundquist once because he looks like someone that lives under a bridge and Look, there's a group of people that can't get television jobs when they, when you look like someone who looks under a bridge, and I, it's highly unfair. But in Mark's mind, uh, Vern Lundquist is a legend, and you do not make fun of legends. Like I got a sternly worded tweet, I got a sternly worded email, and a certified letter sent to my home. So now you're gonna get another one. Oh, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm, are, I'm yeah. getting, I'm getting the Vern Lundquist packets this weekend when he hears this. Um, hopefully, he's laughing. Here's somebody typing a comment right now. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I am not getting a Christmas ham at this moment. Well, I might be getting a Christmas ham if I extol the virtues of Josh Allen. I'm back on his good graces. I just said Josh Allen. Do you accept Christmas hams from listeners? Hell yeah. Look, you send me a canned ham and I will send you pictures of me making said canned T ham. Tim will eat what you send him. Yeah, like send me a Christmas ham. I'm all for the Christmas ham. <laughs> yeah. Christmas ham says we're friends. Christmas ham is a delight. True. Canned hams are an interesting thing. I remember as a little, we didn't have much growing up. And uh, I remember Acme. The Acme supermarket chain, yeah. uh, not the place where Wiley Coyote shops for all his blow-up goods. Um, the Acme supermarket chain had a sale on canned hams. I remember we ran out the door and went and got some. No joke. That's when we lived on Burr Street in Reading, Pennsylvania. Anyway, here's gold. Gold is not your friend right now. And some would say, with all this inflation, I can, you know, I can imagine people just trying to pile, pile, pile in the gold. A lot of reasons for this. But I think the one you want to watch here, Stock. And so the dollar here is having a moment. And this here, going back to June, is just one big, I know those aren't great lines I just drew, one big consolidation um, after this uh, pullback here. And now you're kind of getting it again. And so- And you know why dollar's having a moment? Let's talk about it. Tell me, Daniel. China. Everybody's worried about China and that real estate market. There's a flight to what they perceive as safety, and that's causing distress in both gold commodities and stocks a little bit. Interesting. I would have said spot on, but interesting is good. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking. <laughs> if, if, I'm just thinking, and I'm going to wear out the joke. I swear to God, this is the last one, okay? So just know that this is the last one. It's going to be clean, right? Yeah, it's going to be clean. If General Milley is going to call China and tell them all everything that we're doing, do you think he spoke to General Sal? Oh, I that wasn't it. the joke. Oh, I get it. Thank that you. wasn't the joke. That wasn't the joke. That wasn't the joke. That wasn't the joke. Literally just popped in my it head. It took me a minute. It's good. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. By the way, if now that they found out that General Sal and Millie were speaking, he's got Colonel Sal. He got demoted. Colonel Sal. Colonel Sal. Right. By the way, same rank as Sanders. <laughs> 
Colonel Sanders? Well, he does chicken right. <laughs> sure does. He'd be better than Millie. Colonel oh, Sanders. Oh, there you go. Oh, Thank you. Oh, we promote Colonel Sanders. <laughs> From the cheap seats. Danny. Oh, oh, Danny, look at you coming in hot. I love it. Well, let's get a motion on Twitter going to promote Colonel Sanders <laughs> as the Joint Chiefs. Absolutely would run that for a moment. Absolute! Oh my gosh! It's they... finger licking good. Oh, <laughs> to think about it, General Milley's over there telling them all everything that we're doing. You know, in in terms of keeping the peace. Not once did China tell General Milley, "Hey, we've got this deadly virus coming your way." Duck. Something to think about. Anyway, so this dollar is this dollar, and as we pointed out last week, the dollar and the yields are going to go up in tandem. They're they're wed at the hip, and so uh, you can see the, these are really oh, sorry. These are bullish consolidations here. This dollar on an hour, this ten-year treasury, that's a bullish consolidation, and I think the ten-year treasury goes to one seven. Tim, why do you think one seven? I bring you, my friends, to uh, an ATR chart. You're consolidating at the highest at the third ATR. Does that mean it's going to pull back? Look, I've seen enough of these ATR charts where they consolidate towards the highs. They don't give you any room to the downside, not yet anyway. And then they keep making their move. And I think it's this weekly chart you kind of want to focus in on. And um, right, look at this. Here is, I uh, want to point you back to 2-1. And uh, we talked about tech getting weak last week, right? And that was kind of the theme of the show. That's when tech started like about the 15th of, October, 15th of February. The, it was clear that tech was not going to be looted, right? Well, this is what TNX was doing. I contend that if TNX does that kind of move again, you're going to see even further weakness in really some of the most important stocks in the market. Microsoft, Google, Apple. Big new one. Yeah. Um, and someone's going to say, well, Tim, why does, what does that have, what do the yields have to do with uh, these great companies, right? Now, that's what it always comes down to when people have confusion about this. It's not the company that's not great. It's two things. It's future earnings are worth less when yields go, when rates go higher or there's inflation. Uh, and then there's the second component of it, which, by the way, typically can't be passed on to consumers. So you get a, you get a very big dichotomy here that... Um, profit you, margin gets squeezed. Yeah, profit margin gets squeezed. Dollar Tree's passing it on. Not sure if Microsoft, maybe, Microsoft probably, but that, I'm making the point. Um, and then the second component of, um, of this is the ETFification of the markets. And so it's a big deal, super duper big deal. And then last thing, we'll get the Hunter here. Uh, I promised uh, Zach we'd be done taping at a certain time. Uh, the other thing to watch here is uh, Facebook. I want to touch on this real quick. Hurry up, because I got a few things to say too. You do? Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch out. <laughs> Facebook is on the Hill on Congress, in front of Congress today. And, um, so, and they're, the, I think this is the issue that gets them. I think the, the issue that they're talking about, and it's in here in the show notes with Zach Ol, The only place to get the show notes is in the uh, YouTube uh, video. It's in the notes, uh, the verbiage of YouTube. Video. Um, they're, they're up there talking about, uh, the, there's a teen study, if you don't know, that says uh, teens, uh, teen girls in particular, have a higher rate of suicide, have a higher rate of self-harm, have a higher rate of just everything detrimental that you would ever hate to read about your daughter or son. Uh, and it's tied to Facebook and Instagram. 
I talked last week about well, where, where are these people, where are the advertisers going to go? I think that Facebook trying to defend, they're going to defend that, well, some teens find it great. You know, they're literally going to go defend their position. There's probably going to be some age restrictions coming to social media. And before somebody gets up in arms about this, there's a reason why we don't sell cigarettes to people under, under 18. Okay? In some states, it's 21. They're a cancer. They literally, cigarettes are literally a cancer. The company that put out, what, what's, the, what's, what's the most horrible company created the uh, last couple of years that does the e-cigarettes that I can't stand? They Jewel? Kill. Jewel. No, who? Um, Jewel. It's Jewel. Does, Ma Jewel. does Marlboro own Jewel? No, they, well, no, somebody bought Jewel. I'll try it. I think P&G somebody, owns Jewel. Somebody bought Jewel. Who also, yeah, like Big Tobacco owns Big, Jewel. Yeah. That is not, yeah. There's a reason why that company almost went under. I say almost. Because they were marketing to kids. Yeah, with cotton and candy flavor. They were great. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, cotton. Yeah, you're right, Danny. Cotton candy flavor, Kids pina colada, all over yeah. the country. Yeah, yeah. So, oh no, my and, and of course every every mom and dad's like, oh yeah, no, my kid doesn't smoke real cigarettes. Smokes jewel. It's great. Said no one ever. <laughs> and so, this is going to be the same thing. You're going to see. I believe. Um, parents, a coalition, no matter your affiliation come together to keep kids off these platforms. Now, I get it. We can't eliminate kids from buying cigarettes. We haven't been able to do that ever, right? But speaking of China, I mean, do you really want your kid doing these provocative dances on TikTok for the Chinese government? What these sites, like I don't want my kids on social media. Their brains aren't fully formed. Like your brain isn't fully formed well into your 20s. And there's a lot of adults, and we all know them, that can't handle life, and they sure as can't handle the responsibility of social media. And we all have those people in our Facebook worlds or our Twitter worlds or our Instagram worlds where it's just clear that they should probably not be on these platforms. These young children are being harmed. And I, I think this is the tip of the iceberg. And if, if I had to go at it, I'd say, kick them off. That I think Facebook should be the proactive one and say, they, they're running all those commercials that they say they want more regulation. Well, Mark Zuckerberg, you're about to get it. You thought you'd run those ads to look like the good guy. Yes. And you're, now you're about to get it. You didn't want more regulation, so you thought you'd run a bunch of ads. I'm going to get them with counterintuitive thinking. That's right. I'm Mark Zuckerberg on a hoverboard. I'm going to wear a blue cape and not a red one. And people yes. think I'm a superhero. Yes, yes, yes. No, he's about to get some regulation. And I think that um, I, I think I view Facebook like Don views the tobacco companies. How's that? Don, do you care to share? I, you don't, I don't want to put you on the spot. I apologize. I might have just done that. Fan. Let's just say that. Say tan. Sorry, we lost you that first bit. I'm not a fan. Not I'm a fan. Not, not a Good fan. Answer. Yeah. Tobacco company. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Facebook is about to have a tobacco moment. And the only way for them to get around it, they're going to, I, I think Facebook actually does have a deal. They'll do dividends, they'll do buybacks, because people still invest in the tobacco companies. But here's the thing. Yeah. With the advent of ESG, 
environmental social governance investing and the prominence that it's taking and every company wanting to be a part of it, there is no way in God's green earth that a website that is killing teen girls and harming the young people of America yeah. can be in anyone's ESG folder. Good luck defending it. I mean, it's hard to say. So, so in 2017, there was a big crackdown on this stuff. And Mark Zuckerberg started taking lunches with congressmen as fast as he could. Yep. And he started pointing fingers at illicit material on social media sites that people were saying, hey, this isn't okay. Sites like Facebook. Right. And he pointed at Yahoo. Yahoo owned Tumblr. And he said, no, 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 they're the problem. Yeah. So they banned Tumblr. So Yahoo burned in 2018 for yeah. this. Facebook got away. He's so, got he's got too many. Uh, yeah, like I, he, in his they tried and, and doing their bidding. Yeah, and they're and, not gonna. They're not. They're, so Facebook's uh, not gonna. Get I, I, like I agree. I I think it's definitely something we're this looking at. All, but it's worth mentioning. This it, has been tried. It's all pop and it works. Yeah. yeah. All pop and circumstance. I tell you what. I well, it'll be interesting to see. But I I, I agree. There needs to be something. And anyway, it, before we go to go, go to Hunter. Yeah, I, I do want to bring up one thing real quick because you were before you went off on this. We were talking about a little bit about the economy, the Fed. The, the <laughs> we were slow, talking about the economy so, for a minute. Well, it's slowing, slowing, you know. And so the tax, all these tax things coming down the pike are going to be also slow the economy and not be good, right? Right. Well, now, because you brought up Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden throughout this for, quote, billionaires, and where are you going to draw the line on that, but of unrealized gains. You know, oh, yeah. Elizabeth Warren had that net worth tax, like, you know, just tax net worth. Joe Biden's doing this unrealized gains tax. So you don't have to sell it and have paid the tax on the gain. It's just as your as your unrealized gains go up, then you pay the tax if you've got enough, if you're a billionaire, right? Here's the problem with that. Number one, how do you value that? Because if it's a private equity deal or if it's a real estate deal and you don't have, you're not doing a transaction, it's not a willing buyer and a willing seller, it's just kind of going up in value and it's not a publicly traded stock like Facebook. You don't know what the value is. So it's very, hang on, it's very yeah. subjective. So you don't know, number one, that's first thing. Number two, you're going to cause a bunch of sales. Like, so a lot of private equity and early startup companies, they're going to have to start selling off and, and taking liquidity out of it or taking out money to be able to pay the tax. Elon Musk, very wealthy because of Tesla. Now he's going to have to sell billions of dollars of Tesla shares just to be able to pay the tax because it went up. He hadn't sold it yet. So that that is actually going to hurt growth and what happens if they start lowering the bar to to you know like you know lower and lower I, i've got something more. more for you here on this front what happens if you were paying taxes on unrealized gains and then a 2008 situation happened yeah do you yeah. get it back yeah, yeah. where where's the refund yeah, yeah, yeah. have yeah. you ever gotten the government refund a or B on time, like if like right. well, well a tax refund. It's going to be so complex you won't be able. To, it's unmanageable. Yeah, because you can only roll back losses on uh, capital gains too. I think it's like three or five years. It's yeah. So what happens a, with that too? Yeah. You know, it's well, you get a net operating loss carry forward. You can offset three thousand dollars against your ordinary income and carry the loss forward. Huh? But capital, you could you could roll forward. I think, can't you? You, capital gains? Well, so if you've got a loss, you can go a company can go back three years yeah. uh, and, and recapture and refile their tax return. Going forward for individuals, you can offset future gains 
and you can offset up to 3,000 against your organic. Yeah, that's going to be so confusing with the realize and unrealize. I don't understand. That's the doesn't really make sense. It, it, the whole point is the valuation gets very. It, it's as if look at your screen. It's as if the markets are listening to our show live. I'm sorry, I got it up. Crazy. <laughs> they, they, they know. They know we're on the cusp. Where we we are the edge of investor intelligence. Um. All right, Hunter. Let's. I tell you what. This I, this has felt to me like more of a serious show than I've wanted to do, and I apologize for that, Stockers. I try to uh, educate and have fun with you, not leave you. I feel like I might have made people angry today, not with the jokes, but with uh, the, a little bit of the downtroddenness. If I pissed you off with the jokes, I'm sorry. Not really, Danny. 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 Danny usually comes in uh, and cleans all my mess up, but Danny went even more serious than I did. Because taxes are, I think you're, Danny, Danny. Um, you're getting a perfect storm. Yeah. yeah he brought part of the tax issue a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, and look, if you want to hear Danny's talk about this, and you got to call Danny, 855-722-5932. And I say that because the, the estate planning that needs to take place right now around what's coming down the pike um, is pretty big. And it's a couple podcasts ago. It might have been uh, Super Stocks for your watch list. It might have been that show where Danny's talking about uh, the tax issue. And, I think it was that one. Yeah, yeah and it's a, it's a really big deal, Stockard. So, look, Hunter, I'm sorry. I cut into your time. Um, take, take it away. Uh, I'm pretty quick today, man. Okay, let's do it. Yep, so there's there's not much uh, that's working. Uh, I mean, you just saw the chart of the S&P there. Uh, not acting the, the best today, uh, but what I'm going to bring you is – the, the names that are working. And I've talked about a few of these before. Uh, and Tim, will you pull up SIVB uh, for me? Silicon, Silicon Valley Bank. Valley Bank. <laughs> Oops, if I could type it right, SIVB. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come down to Silicon Valley Bank. Get your loans. Get your money. Oh, I mean, here's one that's consolidating uh, near highs. It's uh, about 15 bucks off the eight-day exponential moving average, maybe a little bit less than that uh, as the day has gone on. Uh, but this is one of the leading bank, bank names. It was one of the first banks to really break out and have some volume. Uh, so keep your eye on this one. It may oh. handle out a little bit. It made about a 10% move over the previous high. Go ahead. Hold on, Hunter. I screwed up. I, my chart wouldn't reset to where I wanted it to. That's what Hunter's talking about there, that really nice uh, pattern on uh, SIVB. And look, if you're like, well, uh, Tim, you're talking about the market. Uh, market in turmoil. Um, jokingly there. Um, Watch list, man. Always keep that watch list churn. That's why. That's what makes uh, Hunter and Alex and Don so awesome. They're giving you great watch list ideas that when the market does turn in your favor, and you'll know that based on triggers. Like if you want the class that shows you the triggers when the market turns in your favor, email me, Tim at ReverAsset.com. We'll more than happy to send it to you. Oh, sorry, Hunter. Go ahead. Yep. I got another bank, WAL, Western Alliance, uh, also looking very good showing relative strength today obviously up a little bit uh right at a breakout level 109.84 was the previous high mm -hmm. uh i think we actually got slightly above that today or slightly above it right now so two of the stronger banks here uh from the the regional bank uh world that's the kre uh type of etf kbe not the xlf that's your more jp morgan bank of america those types of names uh so I mean, and the reality is right now, uh, I mean, we've talked about it. A lot of the growth leaders, not even just growth leaders, basically anything that's not oil and gas banks, 
for the most part, is not acting the best. Uh, so with that being said, I've got two oil and gas names to bring up here. Um, LNG and PXD are the two we're going to look at. And there's there are other names that have had stronger or sharper moves, like, for example, Matador uh, or Fang. But there's a really nice monthly breakout here on uh, LNG. I don't know if you can pull it back and look at that, Tim. I think it goes One. all the way back to 2014. Yes, hold on. My my uh, my uh, clicking around there. I was pulling up the names you were talking about. Look at that. Oop. So LNG, I believe it was uh, around the eighty-five to ninety range was kind of the breakout area uh, that we were looking to get through on a weekly chart instead of just trying to fumble through on a daily. Here we go. There you go. You can kind of see the horizontal line across there. Uh, and getting above that level and with nice continuation today. And then PXD Pioneer is the other name here. Uh, not as extended as, as the others per se, but uh, acting well, uh, consolidating kind of like we looked at with SIVB over the last three or four days. So there are stronger names out there, but just be mindful that names like Matador, CPE, Fang, they are more volatile uh, than these two names that I'm showing you just by nature. Their ATR is larger. Um, so that's the two oil and gas companies. And then lastly, I've talked about these a few times and they continue to hold up very well. And this is the chemical agriculture space. So Mosaic, MOS, uh, another nice consolidation, uh, right near their, their 52 week highs, at least, uh, coming back close to the eight here over the last three or four days. Uh, CF is another one. And all three of these charts here are going to look very similar for the most part. CF looking really nice as well, uh, consolidating over the last three or four days right at 52-week highs. That's that 57 level. And the last one is NTR, Nutrien. Uh, same story pretty much, consolidating right near 52-week uh, highs. So some names that are actually working uh, in when, a market that does not seem overall that healthy at the moment. When was the first time you mentioned Nutrien? Uh, we well, we've been on mosaic and nutrient intermittently for a while. Don and myself, uh, this sector has been strong. Obviously, was it last over October? the last two or three months? I, well, I don't know. I don't know about that far. That might you might be thinking of like darling ingredients. Or I was thinking like of that. darling. How's darling looking? Consolidating that big move. Yeah. So I mean yeah. this. A lot, and the, the tough part about this is if you look at like pull up Tim, pull up XOP. Uh, for example, I mean, these are very, very vertical moves. Uh, if you look at it daily, you can see, I mean, this, this thing, you know, it looked really bad for, you know, a month and a half or two ago, and then it's pretty much gone straight up over the last seven or eight days, uh, more or less from 80 to hundred very quickly. Um, so it's, it just speaks to 2021. It's been a year of vicious sector rotation in and out. Like you go look at Nucor had a massive spike up the steel producers, and then they, they've, since you know, falling apart a little bit. What is new course? Not a little bit. N NUE. 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 Yeah. So it's just been a year where those these sector names, these rotational names, get bit up really fast, really quickly in a very vertical manner, mm -hmm. and then they they've had a tendency to kind of fall apart after that. Not every time, uh, but uh, so I would just be mindful of that with oil and gas. Obviously, it is very strong, but it has a lot of these names have made very very. Big moves and very sharp moves. Uh, I mean, pull up Matador. This is a perfect example. MTDR. And look at what this has done over the last week. Yep. I mean, that's what, from 29 to 40 almost? 
roughly in the last seven trading days. That's not nice. pretty incredible move. So anyways, that's all I have for today. Uh, just trying to find what is working, what's showing relative strength. That's what me, Don and Alex are constantly doing, regardless of sector. It doesn't matter if it's oil and gas, they sell peanuts, if they sell whatever it is, you know, we're, we're looking for the strength. Uh, and right now, this is these are the areas that are showing strength. And then really, I mentioned growth stocks are not acting the best. A lot of them have broken down. What you want to be looking for in an environment like this is divergences from the weakness in the market. You want to look for things that are showing strength when the market is not, things that are above the 21-day exponential moving average when the market is not. And when I say the market, I mean the S&P, the Qs, et cetera. Uh, so that's what we're doing at a moment like this when, uh, when things aren't looking great. I appreciate that. You realize the S&Ps have reversed about 70 points from the overnight highs. Just vicious, man. Vicious. Uh, Alex. Ooh, by the way, let me yep. as Alex as Alex gets set up here. Let me tell you, Alex is having a rough go. Uh, found scorpions in his bedroom, not the music yeah. group. Scorpions were a music group, right, Don? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Give Talk me a song. Give, give me a hurricane. Here I am, rocked you like an Alex Kane. See, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> okay, Alex, what you got, brother? Tell me, tell me. It, the has, good. it has been rough. So I got stopped on two of those bonus stocks. Net sold it. Um, just nasty distribution on that one. Uh -huh. So had to take it down and, um, that was on a gap down too. So yeah. sometimes you just, you get stopped out past where your, your max stop loss was. There's not, nothing I could do. You just gotta, gotta close that out on that nasty, uh, gap down a couple days ago. Okay. Yeah, there's, uh, I got stopped out on a firm as well. Um, it, it's still above some, it's holding up that gap, but for options, you got to really be in the right environment. And is this the right environment? I think we all know the answer is no, it's not. So I, options wise, I, I would I would not be trading options right now. And that's why you haven't seen me. I'm also moving, so bear with me. I will be putting out a bonus stock video when the right time comes. Also, the market's not really giving me anything. Uh, the other two stocks actually have held. Uh, Team and PANW, I haven't done anything. I just, I've been holding. They, they really haven't given me a reason to sell, so I haven't sold those. I disagree. Um, I, well, no, I don't disagree that um, you're you're not busy. I I I think that. Uh, well, by the way, pawn is pawn brokers exchange, which apparently is not a P A N. No, I know. I just I'm yeah, just yeah, there we go. Um, I, and then I, um, I wanted to go uh, over something with uh, the option side for the viewers. Yeah. So some I had a friend ask me what uh, what a gamma squeeze was. And I, I just want to explain that real quick for sure. the listeners. So what happens is on the option side of the market, the market maker, if people are buying a lot of out-of-the-money calls mm -hmm. and they're selling those calls to you, they create, uh, they they have then a negative delta. So let's say, um, and delta is how much the stock or the option will move for every dollar the stock moves. So let's say, Let's pull up because I, I want to pull up the stock I'm going to be talking about. Pull up GoGo. You mentioned this the other day, mm -hmm. and, and it really sp sparked my interest. So let's say you bought you buy the twenty dollar out of the money calls, and the delta on them. Uh, let's pull up the October's, and let's say the delta on those are what uh, I think they're probably fifty cents. That's what my guess off the top of my head. Yeah. So let's say okay, they're thirty eight cents. So for that option, let's say they, they sell one to you, okay? They, if the stock starts going up, 
they will probably buy 38 shares to make a positive net delta against that option. So this is where gamma squeeze starts to happen. Now, let's say there's thousands and tens of thousands of options being bought, calls. And the option that the market maker that starts going against them on those sold calls. You got to remember when you sell a call, that's actually a short on the stock. So if the stock goes up, they're going to lose money, especially if it goes in the money, they're going to have to sell the stock at that price. So they'll have to buy the stock. Now there's a, there's a double whammy going on here for this go-go. It's got a 31% short interest. So that means that there's hedge funds in out there that have a big short position on the stock that if it starts to go against them, they're going to have to, just like if a stock goes down, they're going to have to, they're going to get stopped out. They're going to have to buy the stock back to cover their short position. So you have two things going on. Market makers are buying to, to cover their calls, the out of the money sold calls, and there's hedge funds or funds or whoever that have short positions on the stock. That's what you saw with GameStop. And that's what you saw with AMC back earlier in the year. With That's what a gamma squeeze is. I mean, just for a bunch of people, I, you said all of this, by the way. And so I don't want to, I don't, uh, I, I just want to, I want to say it maybe in a slightly different way uh, mm -hmm. for uh, viewers. And you're like, well, what did Alex just say? He's saying mm -hmm. that uh, most people don't realize that when a market maker, it's a market maker that sells you your calls and puts. So when they, when you buy a call, they're in essence going to go short the stock because they, they're, they're on their book. Uh, they're taking the opposite side of the trade and they sold you the call. When you sell a call, that's actually a negative position. And so they, now they have a negative position. They got to go in and buy the stock. They've got a liability. They, they got, got a cover. liability. They it got starts it. going up. So it's a naked call. They're in trouble. The, the market makers make their money by selling the, they're selling the spread. Yep. So they're just trying to keep their books as neutral as possible. Right. But if the trade is going, it gets away from them. Gets away from them, meaning it's going, I'm drawing on the screen, you're going up in price. And look, GoGo's at 18. If GoGo's, and there's only strikes to 25, uh, 15 days out. So if GoGo were to start trading, say, at 30, and it exceeds the number of strikes, that's what happened in AMC. That's what happened in GME. Mm -hmm. And the books aren't neutral anymore. They're buying a bunch of the market makers and, it, and are buying a bunch more shares to, to keep up, to keep their books as neutral as possible because they sold you those calls short, which are going worthless. Yep. Now you add in retail buying, you add in the, the how are the calls that they sold going worthless? They're getting it, creamed on them. They're going way up in value. The, the calls, the, the calls the, are going way up in value. The, they sold them for like, Five bucks. Yeah, now they're thirty. So yeah, now yeah, they're, they're now negative twenty five. That's they're what I'm trying to say. Crucified. Thank yeah. you. They're yeah, getting. They're getting yeah, crucified. Trying to make it neutral. They're Stop trying it. to make the books neutral. Right. And so it's you, a massive short squeeze, and it's going it, up. Yeah. Yeah, and they add in the retail component, and then Alex mentioned, well, there's a short float. Well, those people are getting creamed too. They're actually short yeah, the so stock it's itself. It's, it's two different it's three. short squeezes now, going on. It's, basically, so you're getting you're, you're you're getting yeah. people buying to cover their naked options. You're getting people buying yeah. it's shorted the stock. So you're getting buying exactly. from both sides. So let me present present the other the other way to look at this. So um, let me look at uh, let's look at theta theta theta. So the theta on you're losing like the theta on these calls. They're out of the money. So here's um, you're losing like every day that this option doesn't trade. Look at what you're losing in theta. 
And yeah, it's, if the stock doesn't, if the option doesn't move or the stock doesn't move, you're still going to lose money. You're going to lose a bunch of money. Yeah. And yeah. and that's what that's what a lot of people don't understand. And so it's time decay. Yeah, the time decay is it, in these things is crucial. Like think about it. You the you're paying $126 right now. Like the the the, the bid is hold on. I, this is jacked up. I apologize, Alex. Here we go. I think I, I had I had I had to reset that. Let's not dive too deep. If people oh. want to call us, they can oh. reach out. We can explain Great point. Because you're getting too way too deep. Sorry. Talking about the Greeks. Sorry. Let's talk about Alex. He's the Greek. All right. Alex yeah. the Greek. Don, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. The uh two thirds of the twenty one over twenty one list has broken the twenty one this week. And that's pretty indicative about what's going on with the market and also what's going on with leaders. So uh, working on rebuilding that for Friday night's video, be sure and tune in. There will be quite a few changes. Uh, while we were uh, taping here, a headline came out that said China directs energy firms to secure supply at all costs. There's a there's a kind of an there's kind of an energy crisis going on worldwide. They're very concerned in Europe. Uh, they're very they're having problems in England and uh, China also now. So uh, energy names popped and coal popped uh, on that news. We bought a little bit of BTU, which uh, had a nice run, pulled back, consolidated at the 50-day moving average, and uh, got an alert. Uh, on that move off of there. Um, and we're also long NRGU, which is a, um, it's a three times, but it's a diversified uh, energy ETF. It's not as focused as the XOP or the XLE this, or the OIH. It's Don, holds, what's the price of NRGU right now? This, I don't think this is right. Uh, chart. 148 ish. Oh, okay. This is, Thinkorswim has Bank of Montreal. Yeah, same with me. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I'm like, that is not, I want to make sure of the price. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I threw um, so, uh, yeah. Ener so energy is um, some of the nicest charts out there. Had a big pop last week, consolidated a little bit this week. Okay. And uh, I'll tell you what, Danny, I've got one more thing. Why don't you take us home? We're sorry. Fine. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And we're still at the mercy of the dollar. And rate. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. There's the. Oh. And if you would show the dollar on an ATR chart. Yeah, absolutely. Lot, but, uh, and if the th if the if the energy crisis still keeps happening and China gets in more trouble, you're going to see the dollar continue strength. Oh yeah. All right, folks. Listen, if you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor, send them to RevereAsset.com and have them sign up for our daily market insight newsletter, where we try to give you what we think is going to happen tomorrow, today, and it, they'll get this podcast in their inbox every. Saturday morning. We won't reach out to them or spam them anyway. It's up to them to reach out to us if they want a complimentary portfolio review or just have questions or simply will have a topic they want us to talk about. Um, you can reach out to any of us at Dan at revereasset.com, Don at revereasset.com, Tim, Alex, or Hunter at revereasset.com, or you can always call us old school at 855 Real Wealth. Real quick. Uh, so something interesting took place that's uh, genuine fraud. In the marketplace and it's interesting because it dovetails on what we're doing with our expansion of content into youtube and so there's a company called ozzy media and a lot of people might not realize uh, that this company exists 
So the long and short of it, it's in the show notes if you want to go to YouTube and find it. They, they are a media enterprise started like 2013, 2014. It's pay to play. You know, they do pieces. They, play, they pay to pay, play. They pay other play, pay places to place your media pieces. So if Revere Asset wanted a glowing report or something uh, written like Business Insider does and a bunch of other people do, uh, you would call Ozzy Media up, say, hey, write something great about Dan Stewart, right? And then they would maybe do a video, they would do a piece, and they pay to play. And um, we, would, we would then retweet it and get all this glowing press, right? You mentioned pay to play earlier. So Ozzy Media is on the phone with Goldman Sachs. So we're looking for a $40 million investment, okay? And uh, to verify that I think Ozzy Media has 100,000 100, YouTube subscribers to their channel. But their videos don't get much play, like I think 300 views, 400 views. Typically, I believe the rule of thumb is about 10% of your followers watch the videos, okay? And so um, Goldman Sachs, who knows everybody, says, you know what? Let's get the head of YouTube on the call with us. Ozzy's like, great, we'll send the invite. So they literally created a fake email address using Gmail that looked like the guy who heads YouTube, and they used his real name, opted into the meeting. And then, wow! And then when they went to go onto the Zoom, uh, keep going. Okay, I don't know what that was. Right, I'll, I'll be honest. I pulled up the Aussie Media YouTube page. Oh, okay. Like. <laughs> I was just about to say that was yeah, Aussie Media. Yeah, that, that was yes, it was. Okay. I, I and, then, um, and then, and uh, then Goldman Sachs it gets this, the Zoom up, and the head of YouTube, the head of YouTube, in theory, can't log on to the meeting, so he sends a quick note says. Hey, can we just do a normal conference call? So, oh yeah, sure. Let's do a conference call. It's clear to Goldman Sachs that whoever joined the conference call as the head of YouTube, his voice is being modulated electronically. Okay. And so Goldman gets suspicious. They call because they know everybody. They literally call Google. They call the secretary of the guy who runs YouTube. And the guy gets on and goes, I, I don't even know who this company is. What are you talking about? I don't have a meeting. And so Goldman then refers it to the FBI. And then, uh, you know, of course, Google's not launching an investigation too. This is the fraud. When you start looking for investment and selling pieces of your company, those are securities that you're selling. There's people going to go to prison for this. And so I want to talk about our YouTube channel for a second. We do not engage in this. And it's clear, like, if you go to our YouTube channel, like, they're not, like, we have other places we get traffic from. But we have something at Revere that is so it's worth so much money you can't buy it what we have in authenticity is something that every brand wishes they could have and you cannot buy authenticity you can't buy what we offer you every week you can try to emulate it but people see through it and eventually when the desperation comes you end up impersonating a major figurehead in media and you get caught and they're going to go to prison. You watch. They're going to put. You, you can't smite gold. You can't try to defraud Goldman and don't think there's going to be any yeah. legal ramifications. Like they're, that, they're, that, that was bold. That man. Well, right. Because gold. I mean, the, the joke would be Goldman knows how every crime in the book. Right. Um, look. <laughs> nobody, nobody thinks they're going to get off a conference call. Uh, allegedly. Called the FBI. Like, nobody, yeah. But yeah. like this is like you can't like I look at our numbers like. So I, I'm the one who posts the videos every night uh, to YouTube, and I'm like, I'm trying to drive traffic. Like, I would love it if all of our videos had 
a gazillion views and we were the most popular thing. And I watch other people's YouTube channels. I'm like, what are they doing that we're not? And we're not touts. Like we're not on here tout. We're not giving you tips. Like we tell you to watch list. We actually tell you the bad things that can happen. And we might not have all on this particular media, all the subscribers in the world. And we might not have all the views in the world. But I got to tell you what, you couldn't pay me enough money to trade in my authenticity, my integrity to do what Ozzy Media did. And you got to read it. It's, it's crazy. Like the one, like I would rather grow this channel over the years and have it grow in earnest than ever take that shortcut. I, I like they're going to go to prison for a stupid YouTube channel. Well, they were trying to get 40 million. They needed the money. They were going to go. Okay, they're going <laughs> they to go needed to a lot of money. They were going back. That's the big short right there. Yeah. They're, they're going like they, by the way, after this debacle with Goldman, they took money. And they took money probably based on their ad metrics. And they're going to get them on Instagram too, where they have like half a million Instagram followers, but like 32 likes on a post. Probably a lot of fake. It's not worth it. It's so not worth it. But we offer people who consume our media, every company wishes they could be us. And I know that in my heart. They wishes they had the authenticity and and the freedom. If you go to your strip mall advisor, Zach, I'm sorry, I'm over by two minutes. If you go to your strip mall advisor right now and you try to ask, hey, what is happening with the market? I see it reversed 80 S, now 90, almost 90 S&P points, okay? You're not going to get it. Who mat- it doesn't matter if your strip mall advisor is from Amex, Ameriprise, if they're Schwab, if they're TD, they're going to call in the one person in the region that knows how to talk markets to people and they're going to they're gonna give you a salve to make you go away. You want to know the truth about what's happening in the markets? You call Revere, 855-REAL-WELL. We'll talk to you next week on Your Money.